Welcome to the 12th podcast of Being Human. Um, I've got a very good friend of mine with me, Mark Wilson. Uh, Mark runs a business in Northamptonshire where he is designing and building water features, ponds, etc. Um, for people who, who want to have something therapeutic in the garden. So very welcome to you, Mark. Hello there. Yeah, have you done podcasts before? Yeah, once or twice. Not in a studio, but certainly I've done podcasts yeah, via Zoom mainly. Okay. Do you mind if I um, ask you a couple of questions first? So uh, the sort of thing I'm always interested in personally is just a little bit about the person really, about, you know, where you were sort of brought up or where you came from. Were you from Northamptonshire originally? Is we, we was it yep. this this area Northamptonshire? So, yeah, so I was born and bred Northamptonshire. Um, born in Northampton General. Uh, lived in Daventry until I was sixteen, and then I moved to Moulton College um, in Northamptonshire again and studied horticulture um, because water gardening was part of the syllabus. Um, and I, as soon as I saw water gardening, I've always been interested in ponds and water features um, from a very young age. Um, I think sort of like recognition of when I was about six. Um, you know, with um, Paul McCartney, the the Frog Song. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, wub, you know wub, that. Wub. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's it's very interesting. But you know what a magical world this is, and it's sort of like the imagination started going, and I was like, this is you know this is great. And of course, um, obsession with ponds and water features started from a very young young age. So, and then um, after leaving Northamptonshire, I went to Sparsholt. Um, which was down in Winchester to pursue my career in, you know, aquatics and ornamental fish because they were uh, basically the number one college for aquatics and ornamental fish. So stayed in Northamptonshire until sort so, of so like... So can I just backtrack? There, there's <coughs> colleges yeah. for or, ornamental yeah. water features yeah. and also the a fish as well. So yeah. you're, you're like a zoologist yeah. so, as, well as, it, as well as a building designer. Yeah, so essentially it's sort of like national diploma of um, fishery management and ornamental fish. So it's really designed for um, aquarium shop managers or whatever. So that was what their course was, you know, or my specific course rather than fish farming but we did cover fish farming and stuff so breeding trout salmonoids you know everything else so yeah it's it's really really interesting on how far um the study of freshwater fish i've got some friends that have got um uh it's doctorates in fish psychology believe it or not you know we think about people with psychology you know thinking about fish you know it's it's crazy when you start getting depressed yeah yeah yeah, 100 (laughs) percent. different environment you know different fish not being able to communicate with other fish 100 percent. it goes on every every fish has got its own personality as well which is absolutely bonkers as well so you have fishes do you keep fish yeah all my life pretty much yeah yeah. Is it just fish you've been interested in, or is it all amphibians um, and the insects and yeah, weeds, all it, living things to do with the with water and yeah, one hundred percent. So it, it's really I'm an outdoor type person, and I just like everything. And I have in in latter years really homed down into freshwater life because you know if you think about underwater life, it is so vast. Um, you know, there's a lot of my friends are um, marine biologists and stuff like that, and it's sort of almost like that's just another topic on its own. So I, I really want to concentrate on freshwater. Um, and, and that would be my superpower. A lot of people say, um, what would be your superpower is in interviewing aquatic freshwater life. So <laughs> hearing the mosquitoes, seeing how they you know, everybody hates mosquitoes. And, you know, seeing a, um, from a mosquito's point of view, if I could interview a mosquito, yeah, everybody hates us. <laughs> 
but they've they've, they've got a Probably purpose not in that voice. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's. It, I, I would love to understand, you know, freshwater life in, and that's one of my big whys. You know? And how they balance each other yeah, out. Exactly. And you yeah. take the mosquitoes out, and I'm sure it'll make a massive difference to yeah. the ecostructure. Yeah, dragonflies, pretty much everything eats, you know, mosquitoes. Yeah. So. It was the earliest thing that you sort of kept. Did you did you have a pond? Did you did you keep uh, small fish or newts or yeah. amphibians of some sort? What so so what happened was, um, you know, one summer I, I found a fish tank. I was bored, you know, as a as a real young kid. I was sort of like, you know tear away adhd or you know lots of energy and i found an old aquarium um in the in the in the basically in the in the garage and it was i just thought i'll just set this up and just play with it and i was into fishing so i used to go fishing and i used to go match fishing competition fishing and you know that was again developing my learning from that sort of stuff so i set up a fish tank and i went fishing brought one of the fish back and within a few hours it died and I was like oh no I felt really bad because I've killed this fish and obviously now I know that those fish like to be kept in shoals blah 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 and I learned a lot and now obviously um, you know with fishery management and yeah through my career I've developed a lot more fish so that's you know it's so what, what sort of fish, are, you know, do you keep small, roach. The small so, fish? So it was roach from um, yeah. the canal or maybe even Daventry Reservoir um you know in a in an aquarium and but it was literally they they don't like they need to be in a shoal of six or more so roach really aren't um designed for small garden ponds or aquariums rud can i, I kept a, a very small rud in a, in a tank for a long time just with an aeration pump when i was again when i was a kid um yeah and, and obviously lots of different ornamental fish you know like loach and stuff like that so, so you've gone from um <clears throat> I'm, I'm guessing that you've got more expensive fish now you've gone from keeping from stealing fish from the local reservoirs yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to actually keeping larger fish what, what sort of fish yeah. do you keep now so um so i, I, I keep so the biggest fish I've, I've had is koi over a meter long um you know so yeah so great big huge koi that's that's what we keep and we've got lots at pond college which is our facility in northamptonshire so you, you, this is for sale obviously yeah, there's we've got sailfish, we've got pet fish. Um, the the one that we've got for a meter long actually hasn't got a name at the moment, and we're going to be running a competition, um, you know, in the spring to name the fish. A bit of a sort of like a come and see, whatever the name will be on our YouTube channel. So um, yeah, so that's one of the big fish. I've also What's the YouTube channel. The uh, so I'm the pond the pond advisor on YouTube. So that's where a lot of people can find me. I've got four hundred plus videos out there on um, ponds and water features. Um, lots of Northampton ponds that have been built are on there um, so yeah so we've got I've, I actually own a fish that's in Japan as well which is wow. not a lot of people do that so it's literally a case of I still have a fish in Japan and I've and I bought that I think a year ago now um, pretty much to the date so um, we, we've kept it in Japan the whole of the year went back in November saw it and I was like this is really good. The development stage and everything. So we're going to keep it another year. So it'll be November next year if we decide to bring it back to the UK. We hopefully, if the development and everything, we'll actually enter it into a show in Japan. So have you have you brought fish, bought and brought fish back to the UK from Japan yeah, before? Yeah, yeah. So the first trip was um, to Japan was in January last year, and I bought seventy eight fish. So I spent a lot of money, um, but it was a lifelong passion. So, you know, when I was 11, I had my first pond with, with koi in it. 
um, and I had six paper rounds to fund my addiction of ponds and water features. So literally, I would earn seventy-five p delivering paper um, to you know to develop you know as a, an eleven-year-old child. Um, I remember that my, my first pond liner was blue on one side, brown on the other, because I couldn't afford the rubber liner because that was fifty-six pounds rather than twenty-two pounds. <laughs> Um, and I remember buying that, you know, from the Daventry pet shop and I used to run around on my bike all the time. So, um, and collecting freshwater snails. So not only stealing fish, stealing snails from Forsley, um, and literally biking them back to my pond. Um, so yeah, it's literally a case of, it's an obsession really. You know, I don't know any other, you know, I don't know any different, you know. So how many years have you been doing this? Um, I built my first pond in 1989. So that was when I was 11 on a pocket money budget. Um, and I've been in business for 20 years. So the first 10 years, I was a solopreneur, and then we've developed a team. Um, and now we, you know, design and build water features for people in Northamptonshire. And also, we supply product. We bring in products from America and um, help people build freshwater rock pools, essentially. So, you know, if everybody thinks of a garden pond, normally it's a traditional with um, patio pavers around, bare liner. Um, maybe a fountain pumper in the middle where we actually recreate an aquatic art so it's like more of a freshwater rock pool that's the best way I can describe it or it's commonly known in the in the sort of like the industry as an ecosystem pond Um, and that's what I was really interested in when I was a child but in the UK that that wasn't the, the products available and the products were being developed in America because that's the way that they went where we're more fish farmers, we're more clean lines, clean, clean crisp, you know, like koi pools. So if you mm-hmm. think of koi, they're kept in sort of like a swimming pool with fish in. So it's, it's essentially without plants, without rocks, without small little animals. So it's not really an ecosystem where 10 years ago I went to America and I was the first person from Europe to go to Pondemonium, which is the biggest pond contractual event in the world. It's an event. Yeah, 500 pond contractors from the North North America and Canada at the time. That was 10 years ago. Now it's, it's a little bit bigger, um, but certainly we've got 24, at the moment, 24 um, contractors in the UK that are certified by that um, manufacturer called Aquascape. So... It essentially creating freshwater rock pools in the UK it's it's a huge industry in America and it's slowly slowly coming over here and it's um, you know certainly it's taken me 10 years to get them to come over um, where we, we've now actually got a, a, a you know an industry for freshwater rock pools or ecosystem ponds now they've decided to come over so there's a lot more interest and a lot more um, you know watch this space it's really you know it's going to be a booming industry I mean, why are people you know what, what what sort of reason are people having for thinking i'd like to have a feature in my garden you know what was it what's, what's is it um only because they want to have something that's nice and uh natural and some sit by what, what sort of reasons do they do they have you know and, and what sort of sizes do they go to it's it really a case of i, I think it's a deep connection that a lot of people can't understand. You know, we're all connected with water. You know, if we all wait, if your idealistic house would be on a lakefront property or a riverside or, you know, Airbnbs, if you think we're always attracted to water and having, um, you know, you can have a small goldfish bond, uh, goldfish bowl in your house. Even, you know, in, in the garden, you can have a very small bubbling rock or something. The sound, I think, is therapeutic. Um, you know it it, it calms people down you know the mental health there's so many studies about you know being around water the body needs water 
and um, you know it, it's really a case of people have water features for a number of different reasons you know it, I've actually done sort of like small studies um, of my own and we have a water feature and we'll, we'll be in the garden for four or five hours with the water feature running it's like a campfire it, it's sort of like something to focus on yeah. or windshield yeah. time you can have a real good conversation um, because essentially there's something to focus on if you if you imagine if you had a single flame and three or four guys you know everyone would be looking at the candle it's exactly the same with the waterfall you know everybody's focusing on the the you know like looking at the water feature or listening to the water feature and it's very calming it really is so, clears the mind isn't it the yeah ther- the therapeutic part of that i mean is it the chinese <clears throat> that, that believe that you can manif- manifest uh, money your lifestyle change by having running water in, yeah. in and around your home yeah 100 percent, and the opposite as well so a lot of um you know the, the the sort of like the asian countries if you have a pond in the front of your house it actually blocks money coming towards you so it's really you know feng shui it's it's really really interesting when you start to go down that um sort of like rabbit hole not that i've found that you know um money doesn't come to you if you have a pond but at the same time is it's very much french way i'm not a french way master i have spoken to a few french way masters and it's very interesting but water is yeah it's it's a huge element yeah bringing uh, people do think i think possibly people like to look at it when they feel safe yeah but it also makes some people feel unsafe yeah it, it certainly you know the the freshwater rock the first freshwater rock pool that I built for myself it was sort of like you know yes it's my passion yes it was sort of like you know it worked and you know being being a sort of like a solopreneur you obviously get stressed and one day I was really stressed about something and I came home and I literally was like I just want to sit down and and I thought I'll just grab a coffee and go and sit by the pond and literally I sat there for a, for, for a few seconds and literally I was just like oh my god I'm not selling ponds and water features. I'm selling a de-stressing. I'm selling that time. Wow. And it's just like, it just, and it's, it's, and for for a lot of the clients, it's it's like they don't necessarily, they can't communicate with other humans, but they can go through the house and feed the fish and back to nature. It's grounding. Yeah, the the therapy involved in that. It gives you an opportunity to do some reflection. Yeah. I think that's, that's the big thing. Calming the mind, do some reflection, working through what's going right with somebody's life what's not going right with their life that sort of yeah. thing and every time i've used i've been sitting around water sometimes actually it's been with yourself mark because what you've um i was going to ask you where you go and what do you do in your own time to give you new ideas for uh water features mm. and i know that sometimes you you like to go to wales yep and scotland yep um whereabouts do you go um so yeah we go we go to everywhere so i go all over the world you know it's, it's you know we've got a, a sort of like a pack me and charlotte charlotte runs the business with myself and it's like we'll go anywhere where there's water so literally i, I i'm an aquatic artist so i want to go and replicate um you know like mother nature in a smaller environment so it's sort of almost like taking a you know like a, a, a huge water feature and shrinking it down because it's those positive ions the negative ions you know the positive ions actually bring the negative out you know it's like there's lots of positive ions in inside with fluorescent lights and stuff like that where the negative ions is actually round the water and that's what actually gives you the positivity and really sometimes it really hits you you know you can't describe it but you can stand by a water feature and then all of a sudden it's like you could just break into tears and it's sort of like why is that you know it's it's just yeah connecting reflecting um and it's that grounding you know it's it's like how small am i 
So you took, uh, I think it was it was last year, I went with yourself and Charlotte um, for, uh, I joined your weekend where you're mixing with other business yep. people who are also involved in, in building these water features, yep. uh, which was amazing for, to spend time with, with you guys. Uh, whereabouts whereabouts did we go to that was south, that was south wales that's astravelta there's a, a load of big force fours and big force fives it sounds really odd me talking about force fours and force fives but essentially there it's the magnitude of the size of the water feature and we go waterfall walking in wales or you know advanced waterfall walking as you know that there's some testing what we we saw call it the black run it's like grab and hold and then you've got other um, walks where you know literally it's a case of you can stroll or you know even um, disability you know like literally take a wheelchair next to some of these waterfalls in Wales and um, yeah it's a real real good South Wales Astravelta it's yeah there's some four big walls waterfalls and uh, yeah it's, oh, it's, they, were, they were enormous they were, they oh, were yeah, the sort huge. of place that you could you can uh, walk yeah. behind a lot of them you know walk behind them and and it is literally a case of when they're running at full bore that's what I like about the, the natural water features is they're changing literally just this last year in November 2023 um, I, I went to some new waterfalls because uh, you know we take out groups so we support businesses um, a lot of solopreneurs and other sort of like um, aquatic artists and I wanted to take some to a, some new different ones because going to the same ones yes it's great from social yes it's great from a networking point of view um, but looking at new stuff and I went there the week before and it was flowing like crazy and um, and, and the week after so I did a sort of like a recce trip to find um, a new water feature or a waterfall and I went back with the, with the group and I thought rather than going off and stay, staying with that waterfall, I'll go and down here and sort of like look at some moss and lichens and sort of like get my head space because when there is a group, I do need to break away from the group sometimes and, you know, meditate myself. And it was really interesting where, you know, I said to these guys, I said, did you see the small waterfalls coming from the right or the left? And they were like, not really. And then when I showed them a picture of that waterfall the, the week before, it was completely different, you know, with the, with the amount of rain. Conditions, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's something that I really want to do with my ponds and water features is create waves in some of these freshwater rock pools. You know, it's creating waves or having a pump that How do you do that? Sporadic. How do you create a wave? All sorts of different things. It's, that's the sort of like the, 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 the aquatic artist in me. It's like, yeah, you're moving water. Um, yeah, it's, it's bonkers. That's something that I like to play around with so as well speed of water yeah speed um, it's it, it's how you how you move water as well so air is the cheapest way it, it sounds odd but m- pumping air into a into a body of water is the cheapest way to move water you know it's an air compressor pumping water and the the water moves up with the bubbles and then you've obviously got spinning environments and then you've got paddles that can create the waves or you've got slides that create waves as well so to make the water more interesting yeah. and also ripples you know it's i i believe everything starts with a ripple you know this conversation it's a ripple and yeah. it, it goes out and then it frequencies vibrations oh yeah ripple makers you know that's it's a it, it, yeah it's it's yeah everything starts with a ripple but what's the trends at the moment with with water features you know what, what are people looking for what are they lots of um so if you think of a water feature, most people think of a garden garden centre, sort of like a very small water feature that's sort of like self-contained, where actually when you've bought them, they're actually a lot of work. They they require a lot of topping up or whatever. So self-sustaining water features or low-maintenance water features, these freshwater rock pools, they're self-managing. So it's literally a case of 
there's a there's a water feature for everybody you know there's a you know so it's literally a case of if you're a professional if you've got kids if you if you want to attract birds um you know there's a there's a water feature for everybody clean crisp lines reflection pools um you know so yeah it's yeah it's bonkers and what, is there any new technologies that are happening at the moment with lots of different technologies with smartphones you know with um, mist makers color changing lights uh, automatic dosing systems you know to it, it yeah it's gadgets and whistles there's lots of gadgets and whistles doses and Do- dosing systems so if you think about um you know freshwater life need beneficial bacteria and there's like a dosing system it's like a an um it just drips beneficial bacteria in so it helps mother nature um, because if you think of what we're doing is we're recreating mother nature on a small scale so sometimes mother nature needs more help or humans don't like to see algae where algae is part of the sort of like the filtration system so it's changing your mind with algae you know some algae is really good it's part of the ecosystem it's part of the filtration system um, but certainly some people don't like to look at that algae they they want to look at they just want to look through the water at the fish or the gravel or you know whatever they want the water feature for so you running your business at the moment how many people are you actually employing at, at, at this moment there's time? there's three of us in the sort of like the winter there's sort of like six of us in the season so as the sort of like the season i always say that the bears wake up sort of like march april then we get more people um and basically you know just yeah support people so there's the three of us it's me my wife and and also um luke um the maximum i've had is about eight i think at one time so what's a typical day for you and and you know at work for me it's really good i try and sort of like work on the business um and i it's sort of like nobody knows my calendar you know it's like this podcast it was only really this charlotte knows your calendar to a degree yeah she, sometimes she doesn't know where I am but at the same time it, sometimes as a business owner as you, as you know you need your own space you need your own you know you need to look after yourself it's a very lonely place and that's why we have the support network so it could be talking to contractors it could be talking to um, vendors across you know across the big pond in America it could be um, you know talking to a homeowner it could be recording a podcast thinking about video content um, you know, I'm very, very much a case of a, a visual learner and, and and a doer. So I have to do stuff to, to learn. So I'm always thinking about different things. And we're coming up with mini courses, hands-on. We've got a, the facility that you've been to, um, you know, in Budbrook Pond College. Um, it's sort of like an inspiration and education centre. And you can get your hands dirty in the sandboxes. We've got a great big um, sand pit, 15 foot by 20 foot, which is sort of like a sandbox for adults, as you know. Um, and you can build a water feature you can play around and and I just want to take sort of like a number of different things away from people so it's it's like if, if you're in if you think about a business let's take the customer away because that's a, 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 an element if let's think about the cost so somebody might not be able to put in a big water feature or a, um, a sort of like an advanced water feature so it's like take those costs away so here's the product here's the space just crack on and just learn enjoy it doesn't matter the the worst thing that can happen is it leaks you know we're not going to sort of like jump up and down and go this doesn't look as good as i thought that you were going to do and um you know it's let that creativity flow and it's something that i wanted to do in in my own garden and now we've got the facility so you know we've got lots of water features when i've been there i've seen um 
different levels of uh, finish of ponds from something yep. that's just started, something's halfway through. Yep. Um, so the sand's been moved. Sometimes there's been the, 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 the cover, the plastic's gone down, which is obviously going to be the water seal. And then certain rocks planted in certain ways. And then where you're going to bring the water in and then yep. f- moving moss around and covering the area and making and keeping everything perfect. Yep. Um, and then changing it, adding rocks here, adding rocks there for the water movement. It's very, very interesting for me to every time I visited. Yeah. And also to see the different types of fish that you have there. And also the very large um, outdoor aquarium that you have yep. where you're keeping... I was expecting to look inside the glass panel at the side and, and look into lots of fish inside, but there was huge amounts of different types of weeds that you could see through the beautifully kept yep. water and different types of uh, water snails. Yep. And also the larvae, which you were, you'd, you were helping along there, which would, uh, which would grow up and become uh, dragonflies and, yep. and, and other insects. And to see people working like yourself at that level where you really are making a complete ecosystem, it was was amazing. And, and um, you know, th- this podcast is called Being Human, and, and obviously we're talking about wildlife. But for me, the the angle of having you on here was because I, how it affects us as a human being when we're sitting around water, as we hear it moving. Um, for me, I've always found it fascinating. It's always relaxed me, and it, as you've said, it affects mental health. Yeah. There's so many positives for, for keeping these things and to understand how nature works and how, as humans, we can affect nature and how we can knock it out of balance. Yeah. And if we knock nature out of balance too much, it might not be so good for us. So it's, it's, yeah. it's just good for human beings to understand that we, we are living in an ecosystem, aren't we? Yep. Um, I'm very, I'll be coming down again as well. Um, hopefully for another, another barbecue, which yeah. you you hold well, fair, fairly often. Yeah, we have both. we have a, we have an event every month, and it is it's an aquatic playground. You know, it's it's I love inspiring people. It's like when I I always think if people think of a garden water feature, they think of maintenance, and it's like that's completely wrong. You can have a you can have a water feature that's very maintenance, very low maintenance. If you think about a hanging basket, for me, it's a lot of work to water it every day. If you think of grass, it's a lot of work to cut it every week, where you, literally you can have a pond and just do nothing, you know, and just yeah. let the tadpoles, just a bucket, a simple bucket or an upside down dustbin lid, when we had dustbin lids rather than wheelie yeah, bins, back in the day. it's sort of like just let the mosquitoes come in and then you've got the dragonflies and you get the frogs and everything else. Um, yeah, so it is, it's a it's a beautiful world. Like you said about the um, the Stillwater Aquarium, it's it's fascinating just to watch the oxygen come out of the plants. It's, yeah, it's, and you, can, you can slow down and you think about cold water, you know, sometimes it's a case of um, you've got to slow the brain down. You've got to slow the thoughts down. And, and being in water, it's very easy to slow the brain down. It's, I'm going to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, it's, it's very much a case of, and then you can think about, you know, different things and come out and then all of a sudden it's, you, you've got the endorphins and it's like, right, empowerment, you know, it's power. Do you have any good stories from some of your clients that have asked for you to, for your help and you've, 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 change their their landscape whether it be the garden or fields whatever lots of yeah there's transformation a, there's a lot and it, it's a very emotional as well so certainly it's a case of you know like business guys that have had water features and they didn't even know you know it was like the wife's idea and then and then the guy it's sort of like oh my god this is amazing i didn't even know that i needed this and it's sort of like yeah and it, it is it's time 
it's quality time and it's it's it, essentially that's what I'm providing is it's like um quality time with a with a, a partner um that they might not connect they might not talk and it's sort of like there's, there's loads of stories out there you know I've had customers literally cry with emotion they didn't know that they needed it yeah no so I, I, I get it I get it's it bonkers when people come to Pond College are you offering just the physicalities of how to build a water feature or are you offering business help as well everything everything it, certainly it's a case of there's you know I, I've been a solopreneur a lot of my life I even I'm not a solopreneur now but I class myself as a solopreneur um yes we've got the team but it, it's literally a case of it is a lonely place so it's literally a case of we offer the support for business owners we offer the support for somebody that wants to do the pond themselves we off we obviously offer the support for people that just literally want to buy the finished product and it's like that's great you know we can come in we can maintain it we can create the aquatic art and then it's literally a case of um what do you want us to do you know we could spend three times longer and and create something world class um you know award-winning stuff you know like chelsea hampton court i've done a lot of the big shows and it's sort of like have you, you done know, chelsea yeah 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 did, and hampton court did chelsea with um with royal leamington spa it was the royal leamington spa garden done hampton court got runner-up best in show at hampton court and that's the biggest wow. flower show in the world 46 acres um and uh yeah that was that was a, a real good thing it, it's not necessarily a good thing for um bringing in lots of money but brand recognition i've worked for the royal household you know obviously there's certain things that you can't devote you know yeah working with the royal household but certainly you can say that you've worked for the royal household and i think that the the, the garden shows have given me that platform this conversation so you know is it worth doing those yes it is but certainly um it wasn't the reason why i wanted to do it it was more trying to progress and trying to get the business and getting up getting brand awareness out there obviously it's you know it's it's that's what i want to do is i want to inspire people to have water features they don't even know that they need a water feature um and certainly it's a case of it's don't blame the water feature if it's a lot of work you know that one of one of the things that i'm doing at the moment is i'm thinking about book ideas and sharing my um ideas with the world and it's uh, you know don't blame the pond blame the pond designer that's one of the titles that are banging around in my head because it's not the pond's fault. It's not the mosquito's fault. It's literally, it's the person that's just filled a bucket and not given the, the, the right environment for the roach that's died within a couple of hours. You know, it's literally, it's not the, um, it's not the ecosystem. It's, you know, it's everything. So yeah, don't blame it's the, the pond. It's interesting but what we do for recreation. Yeah. You know, it's actually making ecosystems while other people on the planet are trying to break them you know, yeah it's a- <laughs> exactly yeah you and, can't explain humans can you yeah and and it is it's you know sometimes there's a there's a there's a crossover you know like if you think about that roach that i killed i, I still feel badly about it because but at the same time is it's like i had to i had to do it i had to test you know the, the certain things to learn and then progress and it is it's a hunger for knowledge That's what do you do for recreation now outside of the um all sorts really so I, I love um i love table tennis um i haven't been able to play that much table tennis but you know certainly it's a case of fish um horse racing you know i've, I've got shares in horse races you know it, uh, that's another thing that what, in the know, horses themselves yeah in in syndicates how does um, that work how did you get into that 
Um, I, I think that again, it's it's always been in my sort of like DNA. My grandfather had farms and the horses and stuff, and I just love the sort of like the the nature of the horse. You know, like the running of the horses and the speed and and sort of like the enjoyment. It sounds really weird, but it's sort of like letting a, a horse. You know, so last week one of my horses came second, but you could tell that it was enjoying itself. And when it came into the sort of like the the winners' enclosure, it obviously came second. You could say look at me I've just you know and you could tell that it really had enjoyed you know um, and and got the best out of it it's just like an athlete if you if you enjoy doing what you do it's it's not about the winning it's about the enjoying yeah it's competing with the other animals being with the other animals and being around you know if if you think of you know just literally my last trip in Japan in November I just sat with a bull and you know I, I can't understand why they keep them the way that they keep them but and, and, and it's sort of like when I describe it to people, it's it's not bullfighting as in the sort of like the Spanish, but it's bull sumo. The, 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 the bulls actually are really cared for. Um, and it's sort of like how, the, you know, if you think about the Japanese with the bull sumo, but the, the presence of the bull, I literally just sat there and I was just like, this is crazy. And I slowed my breathing down, listened to the bull, and it was sort of like, this is, yeah, it's bonkers. I don't understand, Matt. What was it like? You were in a, in a room with a pen? You were in a pen yeah, with, with a bull? Yeah, literally. It's like a shed. So the a lot of the koi breeders, they have bulls as well for bull sumo. So it's sort of like their hobby. How, so what is bull sumo? It's, it's, if you think about sumo wrestling, so it's two guys, you know, like wrestling and the different techniques, and it's exactly the same. The bull sumo, it's like two bulls are sort of like naturally you know, like doing what they need to do, not killing each other or not hurting each other. And I I was sort of like, I was intrigued. I was like, whenever someone says bullfighting, it's it's not bullfighting. It's not human against bull. It's bull against bull. And it's sort of like, you know, there's lots of very sophisticated, there's so many, so much money involved. It's oh, just they're, like... They're betting uh, against the... Yeah, or the ownership, the the, the blood, you know, like the, the semen of the bull and yeah. everything else. It's the pedigree. Um, so yeah, it's it's bonkers when you you know. And well, I don't think we know in this country much about Japanese culture, do we? No, it's, and it's um, you've learned an awful lot. Oh, from the huge! Sound of it. And and it the the last trip wasn't all about fish. It was about the culture, and it's amazing about the food, about everything. It's about the way of life, and you know certainly it's a case of um, and slowing down. You know, it's a different culture, and I think that that's something that we have in the in the UK. You know, we're very multicultural. We're very open. You know, we're not sort of like fixed on this is our way or the highway. It's it's very much a case that we're open. It's or certainly I am. I think I'd attract other people that are as well. How so. does the culture work with with food and that sort of thing? Do you have any stories there of um, rudeness? I think it's sort of like disrespect. You know, <laughs> okay. so you know, it's like if you disrespect somebody, then obviously it's, you know the Japanese are you know they're very very open until you disrespect them. And certainly, um, we went to one restaurant, and it was more like a theatre. And it was um, uh, sushi and sashimi, and literally you weren't... Sorry, I know sushi is fish, and sashimi... Sashimi is... um, So, um, sushi is... I I think it's the rice, or the way that the fish is presented. So, it could be cooked rice. It could be vegetable sushi. You know, so it could be just avocado. When I say avocado, you know, but sashimi is raw fish. or it's, It's like if you think about raw beef capaccio is it or, or is that maybe I've, I've no idea i'm not really yeah. um but certainly um i was in one of these high you know michelin star restaurants and literally you weren't allowed to 
um, you had it was about the, the the experience and you weren't allowed to put your mobile phone or hug your partner yes you can have polite conversation but you literally it was um, definitely um, respect the culture focusing um, on the, the chef themselves yeah and and watching the, the skill of them cutting the the you know like the the different cuts of fish and everything else so it, it was it was it was bonkers I, I, I wouldn't necessarily go back and do it again um, but certainly it was an experience, you know, like we, we ate lungfish's liver. So lungfish, not lungfish, lampfish. So that's the sort of like the, the, the fish the right with down. The, with the, 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 the like the fl- fleshy arm that comes out yeah. with the light on the end. Lives about a mile underneath the ocean or what have you. And when we were sort of like eating the liver of that and it was sort of like, yep, yeah, you know, I ate everything. Um, but certainly there were some things that I wouldn't necessarily go back and go, oh, yeah. That was amazing. It was the experience was amazing. It's a cultural thing, yeah. isn't it? You're in a different yeah. someone, someone else's culture. Yeah, and and again, it's going that 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 deep. It's not just going and you know eating something that's mass produced or you know like if you think about even fish farming. You know, it's it's like it's farm for the table. It's not as like a raw you know wild caught trout fish farm. You know, it's different animals. Same as chickens. You know, it's the same with fish farming. Um, an ornamental fish you know I always say about our koi um, you know you, you, it's sort of like free range koi so we're all about the ecosystem and working with nature rather than um, you know getting as many fish in the environment you can actually have more fish than water it's like you can have more chicken than air in a intensively farmed chicken uh, you know uh, battery farming chickens you can have exactly the same with um, with fish farming so you can have more fish than water um, but what I love is the free range. I like the um, creating that environment for the natural behaviours. Yeah, where they're happy. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you've you've seen some of my fish. You know, some of my fish I can pick up out of the water and feed them out of the water or play with them, and they come back. One fish, Norbert, actually has been eaten by an otter now. Obviously, we you know remember that. Hey, otter, this is the ecosystem. Yeah, if you build it, and they'll come. <laughs> and you know, the otter came and ate Norbert, but certainly, I don't mean to laugh, Mark. I know that. Yeah, and it, it and 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 you have to think about this. It's sort of like it is the way of the world, and it's sort of like you know, I was really crossed at the otter, and I haven't really put it out on my um, YouTube channel because I'm trying to get my head around it. Um, and it's sort of like a killing eating machine, but I didn't like the way that it was doing. It was sneaking around at night, where you know. We had a kingfisher, and the kingfisher was doing exactly the same. Yes, on a smaller scale, but we actually actively encourage the kingfisher. I wanted to build a kingfisher pond, and that's what happened this year: is the kingfisher was eating koi fry out of the yeah. koi palace, which was great. Um, but certainly, not going back to Norbert, and this is you know, it's like every fish has got their own personality. Literally, I was throwing yeah, I built play, a relationship. Yeah. Human had built a relationship yeah, with exactly. another species, and it came back to me within a ninety-second video. And I've got the the clip on my YouTube channel. It came to me seven times. It wasn't, and I can and I can feel the energy. Yeah, you know, I can feel when they're cross. I can feel when they're sort of like playful. It's sort of like inquisitive, and the dog jumps in with me as well. And it's sort of like the dog wants to be part of that fun. It's really weird. Yeah, connecting Intr- with nature. Yeah. All the spe- so yeah. there was three species. Yeah. Yeah, there was or a dog. Maybe, yeah, was maybe you. more. But yeah, yeah all, all working together. Yeah, really you, you spoke. Uh, we were speaking earlier on, and I'm just trying to think of the this the uh, idea you were talking about of the larvae in the pond, and you know, all sort of working together and in, in, and living with each other in a small pond. And then what, we, what were you saying about a larvae would would uh, suddenly 
it'll be there one minute and gone the next. So, if, if, so we, we, we were talking about humans and different stages of life. It's like the afterlife, if you like, you know. So, um, you know, I, I, I look at the dragonfly nymph as sort of like it's it goes through a, a life cycle and you could be there with all the different dragonfly nymphs and all of a sudden, you know, one has the urge to go up and, and sort of like break the water and it's sort of like, what are you doing? You know, that, it's, it's sort of like... And then the other dragonfly nymphs are sort of like watching... Um, Bob let's say just Bob goes up the the sort of like the to the, the, surface, the, the stem yeah. and then emerges into this dragonfly and for the other the other <laughs> nymphs they've got no idea where Bob's gone Bob can't go back and say it's another world out here so it's really weird and it's sort of like that afterlife it's sort of like something after and Bob can't come back and say you need to come up here guys this is great and of course it's like don't go up there you've never seen again so it's like don't go in that hole you, you yeah i'm quite a spiritual being so i mean that's how i think about our life you know when when we move on we can't yeah. come back yeah. maybe there is something wonderful afterwards. maybe and and also what's gone on before i often think about you know how have we got to where we're at now it's sort of like real deep and again sitting around water with people that you know think about the same thing and it's like oh really hang on so what's my brain my brain's working differently than my body my heart my lungs it's all you know yeah. and you can't control them well you can but you can't yeah the nervous system yeah yeah it, the thing is i mean you know, we all like to believe i like to believe that i've got this life all sorted out but we haven't i mean as far as you know everyone's uh, feels like they've been well supported by all the world's health systems um but a lot of people are shocked to know that we don't even know how a general anaesthetic works yet. They just know it does. Yep. And what else don't don't we know about properly? You know, yep. we, we, we're getting lots of things sorted and we got with the AI coming in yep. at the moment, fast and furious. Uh, people are using um, uh, G, Chat GPT, yeah, yep. which is on its fourth version now, is it? Yeah, is maybe it? even obviously there's that's I think that's one of the ones that are current, but it's moving at light lightning speed and certainly um you know we talk about communication and we were talking about um communication between cultures you know and ais literally they're creating their own languages and all sorts and it is mind-boggling but from a human point of view um you know connecting with water and grounding that's 100 percent. you need it more now you need to know where you're at you know asking yourself difficult questions and I am sort of like a visionary person and it's sort of like I can see where people are going to go and I can I can feel that um, people people as a general rule won't know what their purpose is and I think that if you ground yourself you know around a bonfire you know around the water feature then you can ask uh, answer those questions and it's sort of like just be happy and you think about the zen you yeah. think about the zen garden it's like don't think about now. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. Think about now. Now, the moment. The, the raking of the gravel. It's not a lot of work. Rake gravel. It's it's think about now and think about the motion. It's sort of like feng shui in the in the in the you know. And it's you're all, talking about these gardens where there's no plants gravel, necessarily, yeah. just gravel or sand, yeah. and you're just making patterns, yeah. even patterns, something uh, a piece of art. And it, yeah, it's it's base. It, it but it's more than art. It's 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 grounding yourself it's connecting yourself with the earth the it's, physical world yeah it's really weird and it's undescribable but you know certainly when i was a teenager i thought oh i'm not going to do rake gravel it's it's a lot of work but it's actually it's just the motion of you know it's a reason to go out there and and, and rake the gravel um and touching the ground you know sometimes it's, as you know yourself take your shoes and socks off put your feet on the ground you, you know in it's mud been- in water 
They're using it in South Africa yeah. again now, apparently, with a lot of the schools. They'll get taking the kids out, getting their shoes and socks off, yeah. get them to walk on the ground for the health benefits, which yep. I think is amazing. It's not for the, this isn't brand new science. This is the old science coming back again, yeah. grounding herself, and it's how it changes our, our, um, our own health. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for, as far as um, yourself, Mark, I think we're going to put some of the details down at the bottom of the podcast today so that people can find you if, yep. if it's of interest then get all your details um, we'll put a link in there for your YouTube videos which will be good so that you see you doing your work which yep. I, I've enjoyed watching a few of those um, but Mark it's been wonderful having you on you thank you for coming in for this the, the 12th um, podcast of Being Human and I hope that we, we can see you again and talk about some of the, fu- the yeah, future goals 100%. that you actually have yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having and me. And if you've liked and enjoyed this uh, podcast, then please like and share. And look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.